was the sense that Windsor was the worst place to live if you're a woman. I want us to change the narrative to say Windsor is the Essex is the best place if you're a woman to live, to start a business, to grow a business, uh, and to be a leader. Women are 67% less likely to self-promote than men empower women entrepreneurs. Women owned 34% of businesses in Windsor, Essex. Women have to be part of that process. They need to be part of that plan. Women were underrepresented in every single area. We can ensure um, that we can continue to move the dial. Found that they had imposter syndrome. In terms of Rise Windsor, Essex, increasing the number of women entrepreneurs. And that addresses the needs of women entrepreneurs at this time are designed to really celebrate women. Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hafling. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting young female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. I've officially teamed up with Rise Windsor Essex to bring you stories of Windsor Essex's very own female entrepreneurs. We're here to celebrate women in the area who have made it happen. Okay, so today I'm speaking with Allison from Whiskey Jack Boutique. Allison, thank you so much for joining me here today. You're very welcome. So how about we start off with having you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Sure. So my name is Allison Mystikidis, and I was born and raised in Windsor, Ontario. I'm a graduate of the University of Windsor with a Bachelor of Science and Master of Science degree in Biology. I started my first business, Alora Flora Jewelry, in 2010, and I've been making and selling jewelry in person and at events and local stores ever since. So that business got started because I always enjoyed jewelry, but what was available out there wasn't really what I wanted. So then I just decided to make my own jewelry. <laughs> so since then, I've sort of strived to create simple and dainty pieces that could be worn every day that wouldn't break the bank. Um, and the second business I created was um, started in May of 2019, and it's called Whiskey Jack Boutique. And I started that with my partner, Katie Stokes. So the idea for that business came from a general lack in the downtown area of actual souvenirs or products that were made in Canada. So we knew that there were tons of tourists that visited Windsor, but there was this gap downtown for any type of store, uh, which we'd hoped to see in a border town. So we decided to bring in Canadian companies and products and the majority of them aren't available elsewhere in the city so that visitors could bring something Canadian home with them. Wow. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And so I'm, I'm very curious to start off with is where you came up with the name for the store. <laughs> yes. So the, the master's degree that I completed was on plumage evolution in birds. So the main, the main focus of my study was, why this group of birds warblers were so different in coloration um so i was familiar with birds obviously and my first my first business also has a bird on the logo so it kind of turned into a little bit of a pet thing where any <laughs> any business i created had a bird on the logo but this one is significant because a whiskey jack is a nickname for the canada jay so the canada jay is a bird that is distributed in every it's found in every uh, province and territory in Canada. And it's also the only bird that, with, that is in every province and territory and also doesn't migrate. And it's typically known as a very friendly bird as well. So it's kind of a Canadian symbol in that way. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I'm, I was so curious about that. And then back to sort of the starting of the business, I know you'd said you guys had noticed that there was sort of that lack of that boutique store um, to get them downtown Windsor. What else sort of made you come up with the idea to really start your own business there? You said you'd started another one before that. Um, had you always sort of been sort of the entrepreneur mindset and always wanted to start your own or where did that all come from? Yeah, I don't know if I always thought that I would start my own business. I feel like the type of personality that I have is very, like I like like being creative and entrepreneurship was kind of bound to happen eventually. Um, the first business was definitely more of a, a creative outlet where I was like, oh, I can make this and people like to buy it. Great. That's cool. And then, you know, the second the second time around was more like, okay, this is what I think needs to happen. And, and I know that with this previous experience that I'm able to go forth and, and make something cool happen like in a retail store as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you'd said that you'd started it with your co-founder. Um, what made you to really decide to go into business together? So I had met Katie through different networking events uh, in Windsor. And I also was closer friends with her husband that I met through um, doing Windsor Light musicals. <laughs> so um, I had talked to him about some availability downtown. So the, the place where we are located is on Maiden Lane. And it's, it's just such a great little street. So a lot of people will come down and we'll hear them say, you know, oh, this, I can't even believe this is in Windsor. And it's like, yeah, tell your friends, <laughs> you know. So uh, because I had, I had this idea and I, I reached out to, to Brian about it and he ended up kind of putting us together because he's like, okay, so Katie has always wanted to have a store and it just, it kind of worked out that we both are, were ready to jump right in. And it worked out really nicely because I had tons of experience selling uh, product-based business and she has a social media marketing business called Blab Media. So we were both already entrepreneurs and it was kind of a, a perfect amalgamation of our skill sets that we're able to bring Whiskey Jack to life. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like you touched on a really great point there where, you know, it's important to bring in those different skill sets. And I'm just curious if you have any sort of other piece of advice for people who are maybe looking for a business partner or co-founder, you know, something that they should keep in mind um, for that as well. Yeah. So that's totally, it totally worked out that way um, that we had that perfect amalgamation. Um, but I would say when you are looking for a business partner, partner to try and find someone who excels in areas where you might be lacking and, and that can balance everything out. So for us, for example, I can be a bit of a creative tornado, I think, with tons of ideas that I just kind of throw out there. Um, Katie is organized in ways that I'm not. And that super, it really keeps us efficient. So we're a well-oiled machine at this point and we, we work really well together. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's super important. And, you know, I, I love that that's sort of how, how it came out between the two of you there. And um, so you'd said that you'd grown up in, in Windsor. Was there any sort of other factors that made you really decide that this was where you wanted to start your business or anything like that? Yeah, I, it felt like the consensus in my generation and people slightly older and younger was that if you wanted to do anything cool, you had to go to Toronto or, or elsewhere. So we were basically tired of that. <laughs> we didn't uh, see any reason why we couldn't bring something great to downtown Windsor. 
Um, we also look at Detroit as inspirations. So there's so many creative people that are breathing new life into the community. And we wanted to show other entrepreneurs how much potential is downtown, um, as long as you are willing to put a little work in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, I think those are some really great points. Um, and then also, you know, right now, it, times have definitely changed a lot with COVID-19 and um, restrictions and social distancing. Um, how has this pandemic affected your business and what sort of changes have you had to implement in order to cope with it? Yeah, well, when we opened in May of 2019, we definitely thought we would primarily market to tourists. And since the border has been closed for six months, <laughs> it uh, kind of made a huge change in that plan. So that was a 100% drop in sales from tourists. But luckily for us, turns out uh, Windsorites actually like us as well. So uh, January and February are typically pretty low sales for retail because of the post Christmas slump but we really had no idea how little money we'd make in March. So as soon as everything kind of shut down, um, we pivoted to online sales and local delivery. So we already had the website ready. So everything was ready to roll. People could buy online anytime. Um, what wasn't there was the local delivery aspects. So thankfully um, Shopify also uh, put in some, some tools right away where we were able to make local delivery an option and people really responded to that. So we essentially pivoted overnight, switched to 100% online sales during the pandemic, and we only reopened our store slowly um, starting in May and, and let people in and we still keep it socially distanced. We obviously have more, um, we have a plexiglass barrier and all the um, safety requirements that we meet, we have are all set up there. So now we have more of a steady online sales number and then also local pickup, but many more people are visiting us safely in store now. Wow. Yeah, no, I think those were definitely some drastic changes and it's nice that, you know, you guys had found a way to really serve your audience in that time. Yeah. And then I'm curious too about, you know, bringing in the products for your business. You said that they're all Canadian made. Um, What other sort of factors do you look at when you're deciding what products to bring in um, and what to sell for your business? When we were were sourcing products, we just we looked at the stuff that we thought was cool (laughs) and we wanted to have a lot of different variety from across the country as well. So we, I believe right now we still do have at least one from each province and territory. So not only a broad variety of different from different places in Canada, but also a broad variety of products. So we have, um, we have candles, we have jewelry, we have, chocolate, we have coffee, like just different types of items that someone can come in and, and also um, a variety of price points because usually people are looking for gifts. So we want to make sure we have anything from, you know, a $5 sticker to, you know, a hundred dollar necklace or something like that. So there's all these different options available. Um, And then as we continue to grow, we just, we try and bring in more variety of, of different products to, and we, we also listen to our customers as well. So people will say like, hey, how come you don't have X product? And we'll be like, oh, great idea. <laughs> like we'll bring it in. So, you know, we're obviously still, still a young store. So we're just trying to uh, bring as much new and interesting things in as we can. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That definitely makes sense. And, you know, you'd mentioned too, that you are still a young store. Um, how do you go about marketing your business, especially, you know, before when you were directed towards tourists um, and then also now when it's sort of more local based, um, how do you go about marketing it? Yeah. So the most, the majority of our marketing is, is through social media. So on Facebook and Instagram, we run some paid ads here and there, but mainly we tag products and posts and we try to engage our followers through stories. Um, that's nearly all Katie's domain. So she gets full credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're also working on having a more consistent email newsletter because we have a captive audience there. Um, so just recently we sent out an email documenting the, the newer products that we have for fall. Um, it seems like we have a, a high number of return customers, so we're happy that people want to keep coming back as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think those are some really great tactics there. Um, and, you know, we have, we talked about sort of the challenge with, um, you know, social distancing. Have you had to overcome any other challenges before while starting your business, maybe even in the very beginning to get it up and running or anything just along the way that you'd like to share? Yeah, I mean, I guess in the beginning, one of the big things for us was we didn't realize there would be such a <laughs> positive reception at the beginning. So we stopped the store, but then we were kind of uh, playing catch up a little bit with, with reordering. So I think that would be and something that we're getting better at now. So we're already, we've already thought about Christmas, for example. So last year, we probably didn't have enough stock to keep up with the demand. So this year, we're we're already ordering stuff ahead for Christmas and thinking about how we'll, we'll market that as well. Um, so that was, I can't really think of any other challenges, mainly because the pandemic has kind of created a whole new world of challenges. So um, besides that, yeah, we've been, been okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess this sort of leads in as well then is um, for any big success moments that really stand out to you um, since starting your business. Yeah, I think um, our opening day in, in May of 2019 was just felt like such a big success to us. So we, we knew we wanted to open on the first day of the farmer's market downtown because that's a significant foot traffic driver in the area. So, and I believe the first conversation I had with Katie was in early April, like April 8th or something like that. And we opened on May 25th. So it was kind of a whirlwind of this is what we think should happen and painting the walls and like getting all the product in there and everything we did kind of came to fruition in that, in that one day, which we didn't know if people would come (laughs) visit us. And then we had a really successful first day. So it was like, it, it felt like it was a validation of, of what, what we had done and, and that it was actually a good idea. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of the, the big success I can remember. And I just feel like it's, uh, it's one of my favorite moments because it just felt like everything could go up from there, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I love that story. And then I'm glad that, you know, it was such a successful launch and, you know, it's gotten the business to where it is today. And um, I'm also curious with, you started off with the jewelry business, you said as well, um, and it was a creative outlet for you. How did you sort of learn that craft and sort of how to create it? Yeah, so I 
I watched a lot of videos online, but it's mostly that and uh, being self-taught. So I, I like to look up different techniques for how to, to make things. And then I would incorporate different, um, different materials that I'd find. So what I ended up making depended on, on what people were receptive to as well. So I ended up making a lot more earrings that were just simple, like one crystal and one ear wire. Um, so that kind of drove the creative process along as well. Yeah, I still like to um, try new things as well. So I've, lately I've been doing some more 3D uh, modeling designs so that I could 3D print and cast those in metal as well. So uh, I'm always learning new ways to, to be creative. So can't wait to see what I do there next. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to see as well. And, you know, <laughs> speaking of being creative, you're also in the process of publishing a novel. Um, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So I, I started writing that novel probably almost a year ago. Um, I've been editing it and working on it in between uh, all the other things that have been going on. Um, it's a it's a romance novel, a little bit of women's fiction, but I've really enjoyed the process. It feels like it's interesting to get something out of your brain and onto paper. And then lately I've been letting other people read it. So we're just seeing how they how they react to it. And then hopefully I'll, I'll land myself an agent and get it published. Wow. Yeah, no, that, that's so exciting. And sorry, so you had said that you've sort of always been a writer. Has this always been a goal of yours? Or did you just start writing and then, you know, decided to take it this route? Or how did that sort of all get started? It wasn't a goal I had in mind to write a novel. Um, I think I always enjoyed certain types of, of storytelling. And in, in my mind, there's a lot of, of ways that I, that, like my imagination kind of lends itself to, to that as well. So when I had the idea for the story, I, I kind of banged it out pretty quickly. So I just, I wrote it and, and got to work on editing and editing it and making it it better. So hopefully it will be something that you might see in the future. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm very excited to see that. And um, one question that I always love to ask people too is one piece of advice that you'd give to someone who might be thinking of starting their own business or maybe something that you wish, you know, you could have told yourself when you were starting your business. Um, what's one piece of advice you'd have for them? Yeah, I would say to surround yourself with people who support you. So they can ground you and they can make sure you're making smart decisions. But if their only advice seems to be negative and focused on what can go wrong, then they're not the right people to be around. <laughs> so I would make sure that you reach out to other entrepreneurs as well who will tell you that, yeah, it is hard as hell to do what you're planning to do, but all the work will be worth it for sure. Yes, that's definitely a really great piece of advice. And do you want to just share with our listeners where they can find your business online? We're at whiskeyjackboutique.com and that's whiskey with an E-Y and also at alloraflora.com as well. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.